This is Quotations, a podcast about words, written and spoken throughout history. If you can fill the unforgiving minute with 60 seconds worth of distance run, we shall fight in the hills. We shall never surrender. No matter where you're from, your dreams are valid. The Pale Blue Dot, the only home we've ever known. Hello and welcome to Quotations. I'm Matthew Monroe. Today's episode is the final installment of Ben Franklin's 13 Virtues. Previously, we've discussed nine of them. Temperance, silence, order, resolution, frugality, industry, sincerity, justice, and moderation. And hopefully, you've done as I have and taken some time over the last two weeks and worked like Franklin would have on these, one at a time. The other day, I worked on industry. That was my that was my challenge for the day. I decided to do so by focusing my time, and I mean really focusing, on my work, my day job. Like many of you, I have a challenging day job. It eats a lot of my time, it takes a lot of my focus, and is tiring. As such, it's very easy to justify being distracted from that. But I decided that I wanted to buckle down and get work done, both to improve myself, to challenge myself, And to, of course, do well at my job, my profession. As Franklin said, lose no time, cut off all unnecessary actions. So I did that. I buckled down. No personal email, no distracting tabs on my browser, no YouTube videos, no news feeds, sidetracks, none of it. And wow, let me tell you what, it is astonishing how much you can get done when you remove all those distractions. It's very telling just how easily distracted we are when you deliberately remove those distractions and you see what's left. It's amazing how much work can get done in an hour if you set aside your phone and don't let it distract you. Believe me, unless you're expecting a baby, have a sick family member or something like that, nearly everything that will come across that phone screen can wait. And it works. So if you haven't, give it a try. Pick one, anyone, spend a few minutes working on that one particular virtue. Work yourself up to an hour, maybe half a day. Maybe eventually you get to a full day focusing on one particular virtue. And then move on to another and another. That's the goal here. So onward. Today we'll talk about the final four virtues on the list. And we'll start with cleanliness. Franklin said, tolerate no uncleanliness in body, clothes, or habitation. Now, many of you have heard of Admiral McRaven, retired from the United States Navy, and he has a famous speech viewed millions of times about how, if you want to change your life, make your bed. Many of you know who Jordan Peterson is. Jordan Peterson has said before, clean your room. If you don't clean your room, who are you to give advice to the world? And both of those quotes are echoes through time of this very virtue. And when I think about that, I think, wow, wouldn't Ben Franklin love to have the internet at his fingertips? Just to see how easily word is spread far and wide today. You could put him down in front of the McRaven speech or in front of a Peterson speech and let him just listen and to hear the things that he once wrote to challenge himself made manifest today, 240 some odd years later. Be amazing. But I digress. And when I thought about cleanliness, I did have a moment where I wondered, why is this on the list? Right? Bathe, wash clothes, 
take out the garbage, was one of the founding fathers of the United States of America really struggling with this? I don't know, maybe. I mean, he wasn't a founding father at the time. He was 20 when he wrote this list. But I think the more important thing to remember here is that these micro actions speak to macro focuses. Right? These micro actions speak to macro focuses. As we like to say in the Marine Corps, take care of the small things and the big things will take care of themselves. And that's what McRaven understands, Jordan Peterson understands, and Ben Franklin understood when he put this virtue on the list. If you take care of those small things, if you don't allow uncleanliness in your life, all of the bigger things will be easier to deal with. There's power in that idea. Number 11, tranquility. When I think of tranquility, I think about relaxation. Maybe you do too. Babbling brooks, hammocks, flowers with sunlight glistening off the morning dew, all of those wonderful images, right? Kinda. Franklin's definition of tranquility was more of what we'd probably call today unflappability. Meaning, as Franklin said, be not disturbed at trifles or at accidents, common or unavoidable. And there are three pieces there in that, in that line that I like. Trifles, common accidents, and unavoidable accidents. So in short, what Franklin is saying here is, don't sweat the small stuff, which I think is, is solid advice. And if you think on the other virtues like resolution and industry are the ones that pop into my mind, failing to shrug off life's little un annoyances impedes our ability to adhere to those virtues. And by extension, other things. So what else? Forget about virtues for a minute. What do we miss because of small inflammations in life? Ask yourself, I mean, how many times a day do very common things happen to you? Again, accidents, common or unavoidable. You drop your car keys. Does that make you frustrated? Does it make you angry to the point that you become distracted from something else? Did you forget something in the office? Is one of your children acting up? Very common things that happen to nearly everyone every day. And if you allow them to derail you in thought, what else do you miss? And we've talked about this before on the podcast in other episodes about having a global perspective being derailed by something small and trivial in our lives. So is it worth it? Is it worth it to allow those little inflammations, those annoyances to impede our growth as human beings? I would argue not, and I'm certain that Franklin would argue that as well. This is easily one of my favorite virtues on this list, and I think it's one of the easiest to practice as well, because you will have little annoyances come your way every day of your entire life, and it is a momentary decision to practice tranquility that will get you through it. And if you miss it, I guarantee you another annoyance is coming your way. I guarantee you it's part of the human condition and it's something that you have control over. So practice tranquility. Number 12, chastity. Franklin said, rarely use venery, but for health or offspring, never to dullness, weakness, or the injury of your own or another's peace or reputation. And as I stated at the outset of this series, Franklin spent a literal lifetime pursuing moral perfection, and, as we all do, he failed miserably. And perhaps, for Franklin, none more so than chastity. Franklin is known to have, through both self-confession and others' accounts, numerous mistresses, before, during, and after his 38-year marriage. 
he even sired a child out of wedlock. And that's not a value judgment, it's just historical fact. And Franklin may have failed in this, but his advice, at least, is partially sound. Namely the second half. Never to dullness, weakness, or the injury of your own, or another's peace, or reputation. And I have to put myself in Franklin's shoes when he's writing this. Franklin's 20 years old, he's coming back from Europe, he's on a long trip, on a boat. And he's writing down a list. And at 20 years old, Franklin recognized a weakness in himself. Chastity. Because what 20-year-old is going to put chastity on a list of virtues that they're going to pursue for an entire life? That's pretty self-aware for a 20-year-old of any era to recognize. And if Franklin was practicing this, and he was successful in this, imagine how much worse it could have been if this hadn't been on his list. If this hadn't been at least something that he regularly thought about, even if he failed some of the time, that means he was also probably successful much of the time. So consider chastity as a virtue worth pursuing. And the last virtue, 13 of 13, humility. Franklin would not call this the, the false modesty or the aw shucks kind of, kind of humility that we might think of when we think of the word humility. To him, it was more subtle, more nuanced. And humility is hard to describe, but you definitely know it when you see it. It's about not seeking rec recognition or attaboys or accolades. And one of my favorite authors, Tim Urban, he runs the Wait But Why blog. If you haven't checked that out, he's got some fantastic articles there entertaining drawings, entertaining factoids that are associated with them. Wonderful stuff. And Tim Urban is somebody whom I, I hope to have on the podcast one day. So if you're listening, Tim, I hope to get you on here one of these days. But he wrote a blog post once, one of his many excellent ones. And this one was titled, Seven Ways to Be Insufferable on Facebook. Now, you may not use Facebook. You may not know what Facebook is. doesn't matter. Social media in general. And you can be just as insufferable on any of the other mediums as you can be on Facebook. But when he wrote this article, he was speaking about Facebook specifically. And I won't spoil it for you, but nearly every single one of the seven that he mentions there are some form of failed humility. And it's a fantastic article, and it will change your perspective on social media. You may not already have great respect for social media in general, but this will certainly cause you to roll your eyes a little bit more. So what Tim recognized when he wrote this and what Franklin recognized when he put this as the capstone on his list of 13 virtues is that humility must be pursued. It is easy to fall prey to our own egos, to seek recognition for things. And both of them recognize that that is, it's insufferable, is the right word. And Franklin didn't want to be that way, nor do we. And so take humility and cap it off on top of all the other virtues. The best practice of these virtues is that practice done in silence. No need to brag. No need to seek recognition for it. Just simply do. Simply pursue. So there you have it. Three episodes, 13 virtues. Good stuff, right? Challenge accepted. Let's go. Let's get after them. Well, that's up to you, listener. It always is. We've gone through 13 virtues over the last three weeks. We've covered temperance, silence, order, resolution, frugality, industry, sincerity, justice, moderation, cleanliness, tranquility, chastity, and humility. So what do you do with those? What do we do now? There'll be another episode next week. You can just log this in the 
archive of episodes you've listened to. Move on. Never think another thought about it. The other choice is to let these 13 virtues marinate in the back of your mind. Let them sit there. Stew on them a little bit. Refresh yourself on them. Write these 13 down. Maybe write them down on a small post-it note. Put it next to your keyboard. Stick it on the mirror in your bathroom. Make a list on a note app in your phone. And glance at it from time to time. Let it jog your memory. This list has been in my quote book for years. And I knew I wanted to do an episode on it, but I knew one episode wasn't enough. So that's why I turned it into a three-part series. So take those 13 with you, as we always do, as a challenge. Go and be better because of them. Practice one. Again, one for a minute. In 15 minutes, you could practice all 13 of these and have two minutes to spare. How would you do that? How would you stack these up? How would you focus? How would you pursue silence? And then justice, followed by humility and industry and so forth. The choices are endless. The options are endless. The methods are endless. But what's important is that we not let an opportunity like this go by. If you've never heard of these 13 virtues before, consider yourself educated. You now have a piece of information. What you choose to do with it is completely up to you. So as you ponder on them and make choices about what you're going to do or not do on a daily basis, the other thing I'd ask you to consider is, what do you think? Do you agree or disagree with the list? Do you think it should be added to? Do you think it should be 15 virtues or 20 virtues? Maybe you think one of them just doesn't belong. Maybe you want to replace something. Or here's a thought. Do you have your own list? Have you ever sat down with a pen and paper and thought about the characteristics of you that you want to see and that you're willing to work to have? If you haven't, this is a good starting point. These 13 that Benjamin Franklin wrote and put out into the world are a good starting point. You're probably going to live a pretty good life attempting to adhere to these 13 virtues. But it'd be an interesting thought exercise to sit down with a pen and paper and jot down a list of characteristics, virtues, for yourself. Maybe the list ends up being 20, 30, 40 virtues long, and you say, that's too many. Well, then do the, do the work of whittling it down. What do you come out with? After you've boiled it down, thought about it, set it aside, circled back to it, what's left? That's your list. It may look similar to this one, or it may be completely different. Either way, I hope these 13 virtues set you on a path to being a better person. I know they have for me. Until next time, I'm Matthew Monroe. This is Quotations. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode and would like to hear more, please subscribe in your favorite podcast app, or visit me at quotationspod.com to download and listen. Please also take a moment to recommend the podcast to a friend. That's a huge help. You can tweet at me at quotationspod. Send me an email to quotationspod at gmail.com. Find me on Instagram at quotationspod or join the conversation on Facebook at quotationspod. I look forward to hearing from you, welcome your feedback, and thanks as always for listening.